Welcome into Defeating the Curse. This is LP here with FP. Week two of the regular season. The Redskins absolutely got dominated by the Indianapolis Colts. We're on the way back from FedEx Field. FP and LP wanted to do something special for week two. We wanted to see what the new fan experience is like at FedEx Field. Ryan Lafamina and the Redskins brass have been talking about this new experience. This is the first time the Redskins haven't sold, sold out the stadium since 1967. So we wanted to check out what the stadium was like, the new food, the new atmosphere, the new beer, the ATTR beer, all kinds of stuff. I personally was not impressed. I thought the stadium experience was exactly the same as it used to be. I don't see much of a difference. The new beer, the ATTR beer, I actually think stinks. I would take the Vienna Lager over any of those two beers. That's made by Devil Back, Devil's Backbone. FP, what about you? Honestly, I didn't even know or remember that we attempted to do a new fan experience until you reminded me just now by talking about it. Uh, FedEx Field overall is just a depressing, awful environment to be in, and it's magnified when your team does the kind of performance that they did today. Tailgating was empty, quiet, filled with Colts fans. The walk-up to the park is just uh, to the stadium is just filled with rip off rip off merchandise and just a bunch of fans that that are too drunk and 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 angry and and just before the game even starts then you get into the stadium it, it's it's awful i mean getting to your seat sucks the lines for everything are long the bathroom lines are long the food was awful all their new food options were bad like paul said the 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 beer is awful i mean it's just an overall crap experience. And then you get into your actual seats and to see the production on the field um, where your team doesn't even show up and looks completely unprepared and it looks like they, they themselves don't want to be in FedEx field. That's what it looked like today during today's game. It looked like the Redskins didn't even want to be playing there. That's probably why we do better away than we do at home because of how – awful the environment and the experiences there it was packed with Colts fans today I was shocked I mean you, you talk about packed I don't think the stadium was packed the stadium was about 40 percent full there was literally 39 percent of those were Colts fans it felt I, but we we saw seats behind us about 10 rows behind us that maybe had one person total in in the rows I mean the stadium was completely empty there's a reason why um, you know, tickets are so cheap. The team played like crap. And ultimately, when you have a team that plays like this and a team that can't even score a touchdown in a football game, that's when you get a, a stadium that's 30% full. Three for four this team on came, field goals. That was it. That's all we could do today was the, three for four on field goals. The team came out flat. The team came out like, like they had already won the game in the bag, that the Colts were the – the trash of the NFL, and that they had, they could do whatever they wanted to them, and they couldn't even run for more than 20 yards on them. This was an absolute disaster of a football game. The offense couldn't move the ball. The defense couldn't stop anybody. Special teams couldn't even make a field goal. Overall, this was pretty much as bad of a game as, a, as that you, you would ever – see in an NFL season. Well, I mean, you look into it, right? Adrian Peterson, 11 rush attempts, 20 yards. Chris Thompson, four rush attempts, like one yard. Jamison Crowder, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was your number one rusher. 
Alex Smith was getting pressured and sacked. The linemen were going down. Jordan Reed fumbles. Uh, Jay Doc had another drop. I mean, overall, it was bad. And then you have Andrew Luck when he's on the field. I mean, he did nothing spectacular. T.Y. Hilton had a great game, but it looked like our corners didn't have an answer. We, Josh we, Norman had a horrible Josh game. Josh Norman had a horrible game. I mean, we just didn't have an answer for a team that doesn't really have anything going for them, and that's what's concerning. What's concerning is that this team, the the Colts, came came out and looked like they had a lot to fight for and a lot of talent, and as we said in our preview show, nobody knows who's on that team, and they whooped our ass. Right, and then again, you had another game with, with one sack from Matt Ioannidis, so Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, all your outside linebackers had zero sacks this game and last game. And, uh, you know, last game we all talked about it. Everyone in the media, everyone, every Redskins fan made a big deal about it and said, you know, the pass rush, pass rush wasn't there. We couldn't get any sacks. And everyone was dismissed by saying, well, it wasn't the game it plan. It wasn't the game plan. And the game plan was to stop David Johnson. Well, here... You literally have a Colts team who has nobody, absolutely nobody, as a running back. And we, then again, had one second, and it was Matt Ioannidis. This is, like, like honestly, we, we have been fooled into thinking that this is a much better team that, than it really was. And the defense laid an egg, the offense laid an egg, especially teams laid an egg. What a, what a disaster all around. Well, the, so here's the biggest concern. And the biggest concern is how much this team is listening to the media. Because we got really confident after beating a questionable Arizona team. And stat-wise, we were top of, the, top of the, the league in defense, number one rushing after the first week. Adrian Peterson looked like the Adrian Peterson of yore. I mean, it was like we, we got so comfortable with ourselves and, and what we think we look like. And you have Trent Williams quoting with the quote like, you look at this picture for so long and pieces are changing in and out. And then all of a sudden you look at the, the picture and it's art. Today was not art, right? Today was awful. Joe's kids could have spilled crayon all over the carpet and it would have looked better. And I just did that to, to show that I know the word crayon. But this seems awful. I'm not sure how you spill crayons or crowns or whatever you, <laughs> whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Blame the devil's backbone, man. But... This team was an absolute disaster. Um, we saw Dotson again drop two passes. Um, would you say that the Redskins need help at receiver, or is it that they're just not getting open and they're, they need to be replaced, or is it the, the quarterback play that it's, needs to find them more? It's or getting to the what point do you say that it is. It's getting to the point where preseason training camp or preseason, I was trying to convince myself. Paul Richardson was going to be enough, and Jay Doc was going to show up, and Crowder could maybe be the, the close to a 1,000-yard receiving Crowder, and a healthy Jordan Reed could help your passing offense. I was working on convincing myself that. After two weeks, I am now working to convince myself that it's too early to say Des Bryant, Josh Gordon. But you know what? It's getting really hard to not be looking at those guys and be like, I'm ready for an experiment, and I'm ready to see what we can get from something like that. Here's the thing that I saw, though. I didn't see Paul Richardson drop any passes. I mean, he, he had one kind of drop where he got slammed up in the middle. 
I, did, I mean, Doxon obviously dropped the one pass, but I don't see the receivers dropping passes. But I do see them not getting separation from DB. They were covered they with were white covered. on rice. Exactly. Like, white on rice. It was, like, I mean, Alex Smith, it, we all know Alex Smith is the type of guy who's going to pass the ball to the open receiver. They just simply were not open. I mean, to be fair, most quarterbacks would do that. Uh, there's plenty of quarterbacks who will try to fit in the tight window. Alex Smith is just not one of them. Yeah, and what happens is you we fell into a vanilla play call where it was dink and dunk time with Alex Smith and Chris Thompson, dink and dunk six yards over the middle, dink and dunk six yards over the middle. And that's all we could muster up because the receivers got no separation. We abandoned the run early in the second half because we were getting nothing. So... We were very easy to defend, and you, you clearly could see that. And Alex Smith tried to be a little mobile, tried to get some time, but nothing worked. And the, I mean, if I was on defense and I saw that this is the offense that was in front of me, where it was just dink and dunk to five-foot-nothing Chris Thompson in front of me, if I was the coordinator, it would be blitz, 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 pressure, blitz. I dare you to do anything, and we couldn't do anything. Do, do you think that dink and dunk offense was more of a product of Alex Smith as a quarterback and the the orchestrator of this offense, or is it more of this is the play call that was done and Alex Smith is always going to go down to whoever's open? See, the I mean, that's the confusion, right? Because Kirk Cousins essentially had the same team. And the same offense. Frankly. Yeah, and he did, he did a lot of dink and dunk, but for whatever reason, and it may have just been the chemistry he had with the guys, but the dink and dunks were often spelled by a 14-yard catch from Reed when he was healthy. Or the Chris Thompson run where he turned uh, uh, a pass in the flats to a 23-yard game. It was spelled by that often. And at this point in time, it doesn't look like the chemistry is there. Uh, everything clicked in week one. But that was because we could run the ball. When the running game dies... All your deficiencies show up, and that's what we saw today, was there are a lot of deficiencies on this offense. A lot. I feel like it's an understatement. We saw that today. You, you had Adrian Pearson 11 for 20. As soon as that happened, as soon as Adrian Pearson start, started running the ball, we looked at each other and said, uh, this offense is doomed tonight. This offense. Well, and then you bring in Stat Rob on third and inches. Oh, well, well, Fat Rob, honestly, in my opinion, shouldn't even be on the field. Right. Third and one, I, the last person I want to see on the field is Fat Rob. Yeah. Give me P. Ryan. Give me a QB sneak with Alex Smith. But at the same time, we didn't see the offense go down the field. We saw uh, Paul Richardson, Josh Doxson run 15 yards down and, and get no separation, get no, you know, no further than 20 yards before the play was over. Yeah. So we had part of it is play calling. Part of it is, you know, Alex Smith throwing to the open receiver. But this offense right now is just not efficient when the running game is is due. Well, and, and today so the running game was due. My my biggest question is, like I, I still have to watch again, like the broadcast and and look better at it. But was the offensive line struggling? Because it looked for a little bit that we were struggling to keep to give Alex Smith his time. To, to have our receivers have a chance to create separation. And I don't know if that speaks more to the Colts or less to the Redskins, but 
it looked like he had no time. And maybe that could be because they knew we had no run game, so the pressure was coming twice as hard. But the line itself looked to be struggling. And when you have Trent go down with, like, a bruise here or there, his knee got bumped or whatever, and then Sheriff goes down for a play and you bring in Bergstrom to be your center, and, and, and it's just – it looked like the line wasn't, but Berkshire like, was in there for like two plays, and and Alex Smith got sacked immediately. I mean, it is what it is. Like you have a new center in, you have a new uh, right guard. It doesn't doesn't really matter. I, I think the game was lost way before that. How much do you put on Gruden? Honestly, I, I put a lot of this on Gruden because, and I'm usually a Gruden defender, but I think the play calling was flat today. There was no, he there was no take advantage of the mismatch of the Colts' young, 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 young secondary. No mismatch of the run game. There's no mismatches, period. I mean, you, I, I think, you, you barely saw, like, two tight end sets, and, sets and, and you barely saw, like, any kind of trickery. Maybe the that the first play where Crowder gets all his yards, and that's it. Nothing else. That was literally the, the first play of the game, and that was it. You're absolutely right. There was no trickery. There was There was no, there was no nothing, really, other than, Literally, the defense showed up and didn't play. The offense showed up, didn't play. And it was just a vanilla offense, vanilla defense, and just couldn't get anything moving. It was like they were stuck in mud the whole time. They just didn't move. It's like, were we just assuming that the run game was going to work and that's all we worked on this week? Is that what happened? Uh, I mean, the run game couldn't even move. So, I mean, but for us to think that even Peterson was going to get 96 yards week in and week out, it's probably on us that no, you know, look, nobody's like, expecting that. But eleven rushes for twenty, right? That that's just horrible. And that's what that's what everyone was saying about AP was you're gonna get the old AP one week and then the new AP where it's eleven for twenty. Well, the the, the final scores of all the one o'clock games are in. The Eagles lost to the Bucks. The Bucks are now two and zero. Oh. The Eagles are one and one. The Giants and the Cowboys, one of them is going to be 1-1, one, one of them is going to be 0-2. The Redskins are 1-1. One one. How big or how not big of a deal is it that that we're pretty much all even? I think the bigger deal is going to be Minnesota and Green Bay tying because the NFC as a whole, the Bucks aren't going to be able to maintain the momentum that they currently have. The Saints looked weak against the Browns. Uh... The Falcons, the the Falcons and the Panthers, maybe they'll they'll creep creep this. All in all, the NFC East and the NFC, after two weeks, nothing's changed, and we're still in it. But we have Green Bay next week, and Green Bay with a broken Aaron Rodgers, tied with the Minnesota Vikings, who have a fantastic defense. So that's concerning to me. Well, not only is it concerning that we have Green Bay next week, but we we literally had two of the easier teams in the NFL weeks one and two. We really needed to get out to a two and zero start, and not only like like last week, I would say yes, you know, mission accomplished. We went to one and zero. We beat a team that we should beat. But as big of a step forward as week one was, I think week two was a, a even bigger step backwards. I think you come in. With a cold seat at home. Yep. One step forward, two steps back is exactly what happened. Exactly. At home to a cold seat that literally we played guess the, guess the Colt on Wednesday, and we didn't know anybody, and they came out.
almost seemed like the Colts just dominated us from end to end. It was overall, it was a bad experience. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. The stadium experience didn't help. I'm, I mean, at this point, I'm ready to join Joe and Steve in, in the saying of never again will I be at a Redskins game. Yeah, I mean, there, I, I felt like there's a lot of people who said never again will I be at a Redskins game, and it was literally 40% full. And of that 40%, I, would, I mean, let's be realistic, honestly, about 10% were Colts fans. And the Indianapolis Colts, how many people do you know from Indianapolis Two. live in the D.C. metro area? Yeah. Live in the D.C. metro area? One. Exactly. So, um, for 10% to show up to the stadium is just an absolute disaster. Anyways, it's week two's in the books. Um, you know, week three against Green Bay Packers, even a, a bigger challenge. Is that, in, is that in FedEx or is that at FedEx or is that in Green Bay? I want to say that it's here. Maybe here or maybe in Green Bay. Who knows? Hi, LP and anybody boys with Google. from uh, uh, you know Redskins fan experience. I will not be heading back for the rest of the season. FP, I don't know if you are or not. I already but said it was. If you are, I will not be joining you. Um, for defeating the curse, this has been LP joined by FP. Week two, horrible loss to the Indianapolis Colts. We are one and one, and we'll see what week three brings. Until then, hail to the Redskins. DC United playing tonight. Let's hope for a win, and let's get the rest of the D.C. teams on track. Three weeks to Caps, baby! Woo! Let's go Caps!